Hello, 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 and welcome back to what is what is so special about music anyways, the official podcast. Uh, as you know, we have had so much music come out in such a short amount of time. So uh, last episode we covered a lot, and this episode, again, we're going to cover a lot. So I just want to jump right in. I'm very excited about this week's episode because one definitely hits home. So the first um, album we're going to talk about today is The Front Bottoms' new album, um, In Sickness and in flames. Now, this album, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was pausing for dramatic effect there, is very, very good. Um, you know, the front bottoms are a staple, you know, band for pop punk music. They had the nasally affect, they had the, you know, scream at a concert vibes with their relatable lyrics and this witty spin turn and their instrumentals were just really edgy and very much what we all love and adore about the pop punk scene. And the one thing that I think kind of was a make or break for a lot of people with the front bottoms, and I even was this person before this album, uh, was the lead singer's voice. And not even that his voice is bad, because it's not, but it was the way that it sounded. It was a little bit whiny, and I don't know. For me, like, Real Friends, whiny was, like, my limit, personally. But I can respect a good album, and that's how I felt about the front bottoms before this album. It was like I could respect the good music, but I personally couldn't listen to it as a fan. And then this album came out. So with In Sickness and In Flames, we hear that traditional pop-punk instrumental approach. Point blank period. It's there. Um, it's rocking. It's rolling from the first song. First um, song is entitled Everyone Blooms. If you don't listen to any other track off this album, please check that one out because it is remarkable. It's definitely going to be one of my top songs of 2020 because it is really fantastic and well-written as a musical piece. It is so good and definitely different for the front bottoms. But so we have that great foundation. So that's going to connect people. That's going to remind people to where they come from, what they're doing and what they're rocking. And again, as an aside, um, it's hard because pop punk music this year and really the past few years have, has been taking a roller coaster effect, very high, many highs, many lows. And because it's changing, so many people are trying to do this modern thing to appeal and the front bottoms decided not to do that. And I am going to highly respect that in this review. But so on top of that, right, we have all that. But on top of that, we now have the vocalist, and it's not auto-tuned per se, but he is definitely singing with a crisper approach to his own vocal sound or vocal timbre. Um, the color of it is a lot more rounded. The shape of it sounds much better. And I know that's a um, confusing statement to process, but the sound of it has a shape and it sounds more pleasing, at least to my ears. And I feel like this is a more matured release by the front bottoms. And I think that's why I resonate with it so much. Um, the lyrics are written the same way as an old front bottoms uh, make same thing with the music the only really key difference is is how the instrumentals come across and as we look at the front cover and as we know especially if you read my uh, primary blog that covers these in written words um, I love talking about the album artwork and this album artwork is so much more modern compared to their previous works even down to the font that's used and I think it's a good nod that they are taking a 
2020 modern shift to their sound and I'm personally here for it. Um, I don't know, some people might be against it because it's not their, you know, edgy demo sounding tracks, but I think this really puts them in a competitive light when talking about, you know, pop punk albums nowadays. So kudos, definitely check it out 100%. Uh, so the next album we're gonna talk about uh, is something that I'm extremely elated to talk about here, um, which is Movements' new album, um, No Good um, Left to Give. And the thing is, and if you've been with me for a while, you'll know that Feel Something by Movements is my favorite album of all time. It always has been, and I highly doubt an album will surpass that. And but what is a fun fact, and I think I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but when I started What's So Special About Music Anyways about three years ago, so my blog is older than my podcast, but um, Feel Something was the very first album that I reviewed as a music reviewer. And at that time, I had no idea that it was going to evolve into my favorite album. So for me, a mute, like a movement's release is very uh, cathartic, a little nerve wracking. So when, let's dive into that, let's debunk that a little bit. So when, you know, movements announced a new album where everyone was excited, everyone loves feels something, there's something special about it. And of course I'm going to be, I'm gonna try to be as unbiased as possible, but musically speaking, feel something was something entirely new. Movements brought a new perspective to the pop punk scene. It was a nice crossover between a little bit of the hardcore influence. They really brought something with this spoken word technique and the way they approached instrumentals in the pop punk era that we hadn't heard before. So feel something really put movements on the map. Um, so, you know, when they were in the process of writing, you know, no good left to give. They, they had said, this is not gonna sound like feel something. This is different, we're changing our sound. And personally, and I, I hope that um, a lot of fans of feel something feel the same way I do is, I personally didn't want an album that sounded like feel something. I wanted an album that represented movements now. Now I wanted something that I could tell was related to feel something, but I didn't want a replica because to me, nothing will ever be feel something. And I think movements did a phenomenal, phenomenal job of uh, evolutionizing. I'm not sure if that's a word, but it's going to be today, their sound. So this album, clearly it does not sound like feel something. It is different. It has more of an hardcore edge than it does a pop punk one, in my opinion. If you would listen to the instrumentals, the attempt and um, the execution reminds me that of Senses Fail, but a little bit more pop punkified, we could say. Um, it does still resonate in the pop punk scene, but the whole approach where it's scored, like where the instruments sound matched with um, Pat, who's the lead singer's voice, really makes it sound like an alternative hardcore pop punk album. This gives the band a lot more room to work with instrumentals, and I don't think many people gave movements what the admiration they deserved in terms of instrumentalists. Their band is so freaking talented. The music that is written in the background, even lyrics aside, the music that is written is just remarkable. And it complements the lyrical lines so well in this case, and it helps to make these highs and lows that, you know, feel something had, but it's in a different way. Um, you know, I feel that on this album, we're really seeing what 
each member of the band is capable of in terms of musicianship and it's working so well between the first to the last track you know pat had made a tweet the day it was released and he was like don't you dare hit shuffle and that i you know i'm a person of a front to back listener but this album really is an experience and you should listen to it from front to back and where i see that connection to feel something is that overall connection as you listen. So it's hard to pinpoint it, but as we listened to feel something, there was this just like emotional sensation, emotional roller coaster, if you will, that you would experience, right? There was this feeling that no one could really pinpoint, but you like felt sad, you felt happy, you felt everything, and then you ended up feeling better by the end of it. Now, it's not that same kind of emotional roller coaster with the new release, No Good Love to Give, but you feel that connection and storyline experience connecting through each song and moving you through it. You're feeling the experience that they're creating. They're creating a musical journey and you're drifting through it. And it's, I mean, it's something I've never heard before. It's something completely different and honestly so aesthetically movements. So um, right now, this is the top album for me um or it's definitely up there um it's definitely going to be competing with lady gaga's chromatica two very different you know genres but um two extremely well written um albums written very similarly in some regards so i think that this album will appeal to more people because it's more diverse and i think it really speaks wonders to the musicians that movements have evolved into since putting out feel something so definitely 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 check this out and the last album, and I feel like I always talk about my most controversial albums last. Maybe I should start putting them first, you know, reel everybody in. So the, this album we're going to be talking about is actually Knucklepucks 2020, which, you know, happens to be the name they came up with before everything, you know, had happened. Um, I am going to start this by saying I was a very big Knucklepuck fan. I've been to many a Knucklepuck shows. I have you know, been there, done that, have supported them for years, and was very excited to hear they were putting out 2020. And I want to start this portion by saying, instrumentally, this album is extremely well written. Like, if I could just listen to the instrumentals of 2020, you would be buying and selling me. I, I, I would be into it, I'd be there. And I think the album artwork and its connection to the whole overall image of what um, the band is putting together is remarkable as always. And it's very much pop punk. Like I think like when you hit, sh like not shuffle, when you hit the very first track and you listen to it down, you're like, all right, I'm getting another knuckle puck album. Let's go, let's get it. Which is awesome. I think that's great. I think it's important to have your branding stamp, and I always talk about that. I really think there should be a connection to your band, your brand, your aesthetic. But there is something missing for me on this record. And, you know, Knuckle Puck is known for talking about, in their lyrics, very similar attributes and themes and different points that many, 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 many pop punk artists um, discuss, even movements did in their album. But um, they're known for twisting it and being very witty with their approach. Um, another band that's very good at this, I would say, is Four Years Strong. They had an interesting way of writing something that everyone else has said, but they said it in ways that everyone thought it was brand new. <sighs> On this release, I believe we lose that entirely. There are so many 
things on this record where I feel like I have heard them before lyrically and melodically speaking that it became distracting to me by the time I got to the second track and I you know I've talked about my methods of reviewing other than my um you know initial reaction podcast but we you know I normally listen to I would say albums two or three times before I really review them because I have to, I want to have my initial reactions. I give myself time to think about it. I listen to it again and a lot of times I'll do a third time for good measure. And I think I listened to this album like six times and I still didn't know what I thought about it because my brain would just like zone out. And when I find that that's happening, I just find that it's not memorable. And that really breaks my heart. Um, as a fan and as somebody who really appreciates the craft that, you know, Knuckle Puck has. And, you know, I know that they aren't in the gold rush, no good era of Knuckle Puck. Um, but even Shapeshifter had a little bit more edge to it, a little bit more innovation and a little bit more wit. And I think that is really what's missing in this record. I just, it breaks my heart because instrumentally, like, I think some of the things that they're doing in like the instrumentalists is some of the best that we've heard from the band, but I mean, lyrically, I'm not buying it. And I want to be, you know, I want to, I like, and that's where I think it's really important to realize, like, I do review music, especially on the blog, very objectively, I speak from what I'm hearing, but I do give a dash of my personal opinion, and on here is primarily my opinion, but I wanted to like this album so much as a fan. And I couldn't. And it, it really reminded me of like the Boston Manor album that came out this year. I wanted to like it so much and I couldn't. So I know, and there's gonna be people who absolutely love it. I have many of my friends adore it. And it is a good pop punk album. I mean, it's, it's, a, it, it's a standard without being a standard because I just feel like it's already been done. I would say it's deja vu, but like not in a good way. And I feel like that's not effective when it comes to the music industry, at least not anymore. There's too many artists putting out music to be stuck in the past in a bad way. There's definitely a good way to be stuck in the past, but I, I don't think this was that. So with that being said, um, we are, you know, diving into more and more albums each you know, week, month, what may, or what it may be. So many albums are coming out, at least, you know, towards this latter half of the year, because more artists are wanting to release things now. Um, as always, um, check my blog out along with the podcast, and until next time.